But the second that we lose that inner attention of, of healing is the moment that we lose our impact on the world. Because how quickly we forget that the work is to be done inward and not outward. And it's easy with the outside world telling you exactly what you should be doing, how you should be doing it, when you should be doing it, how it needs to be done. And so we lose that connection inward and we start to follow the outside narrative. We start to follow this outside rule and it creates disease within our bodies because we are disconnected from the internal. Welcome to the Limitless Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Mason. The time is now for us to break free of conditioned habits, discover our unique gifts, and make a lasting impact on the world by connecting with our souls. I'm sharing with you all the wisdom and tools I've been taught on meditation, mindfulness, yoga, business, and spirituality. I'll be having conversations with other creative entrepreneurs who have manifested outward success by doing inner work. Success comes from within. Let's go on this expansive journey together. Hello, my lovely podcast community. I am so happy to be here doing a solo episode today. I have a lot on my mind, so I'm going to try to keep this pretty focused, but um, I was talking to you all on my Instagram and the feedback that I was getting was definitely around self-care, mindfulness. How can we take care of ourselves when life seems to be crumbling all around? It's like we get five steps ahead and 10 steps back. Um, this is kind of going for all kinds of things like uh, our health. You know, we start to feel healthy in our lives and then something happens and knocks us back down and it's hard to crawl back out of. Um, universally right now, we're going through probably the most tense political climate that we've ever experienced here in the United States. Um, if you're listening outside of the United States, you're probably aware of this also because it's the uh, seems to be the hot topic around the world. Um, and that too can can make our bodies feel in a place of, of dis-ease, of not being at one, at peace, in a yogic state. Um, and I too have been experiencing all of these things. You know, I, I am in the middle of it in my own life. I'm virtually homeschooling my kids since last March. Um, my salon has been opened and closed. Uh, we just here in Michigan got the word today that all the bars and restaurants are closed completely except for takeout. Um, my kids' sports are all canceled, movie theaters, all these things are starting to close. We're getting that second wave of closures and likely my salon will probably be closed soon too. I, that seems to be the trend. So, you know, all of these things going on in the world and all of these things going on in our personal lives, it can be really overwhelming because what us as humans thrive on is certainty. And there's literally zero certainty right now. And when we're trying to grasp onto something like, you know, something to, to hang on to, to hope for, and it doesn't seem to be anywhere in sight and you're just floating in the middle of this abyss, it can feel really hard and overwhelming. 
Um, and then we have the, you know, the microcosm of all of that, what's going on inside of our minds, what's going on inside of our, our bodies individually, what, what's going on inside of our heads. And are we able to move away from that into our hearts and live in a place of peace in the midst of all of this? It's hard, right? I feel you. I freaking feel you. Um, so today I thought I'd talk a little bit about some of the things that I've been doing to um, heal mind, body, soul, my relationship to the outside world, my relationship with myself on the inside. Because at the end of the day, all we really have is that peace within. We can always return to that. We can always come home to that and, and find solitude inside of our own home, inside of our own body. And if we're constantly seeking it outside of ourselves, like I was saying, this this tether, this anchor, um, this safety life flotation device outside of ourselves, we're going to be constantly looking and, and quite frankly, constantly disappointed because we won't be able to find it. Or maybe we'll find it for a moment and then it's taken away. So turning our attention inward and really getting connected within is what I find to be the most beneficial in times like this where it feels on the outside like real sticky and heavy and thick and chaotic and uncertain. And how do we cultivate certainty in uncertain uncertain times is going within. Finding your own anchor in your heart, finding your own stability within your own self and cutting through the noise that's coming in and penetrating you from the outside and cutting through the noise of your own mind of which it's accumulated from the outside world intentionally or not intentionally. So I want to read you this. Um, I'm currently in a 300-hour yoga teacher training with the City School of Yoga and Two Birds Yoga, and it has been the best medicine that I've had during quarantine during this 2020 year is to be able to immerse myself back into yoga, philosophy, ethics, learning about my body and how I'm reacting and interacting with the world, because I know that it's a privilege for me to have this voice and to have this platform. And I want to make sure that I'm using it in, in the most intentional and beneficial way that I possibly can. And yoga really helps me to do that. It's, it's my anchor is returning to myself. And the other night in our, in one of our classes, um, one of my teachers said this, and I wanted to share it with you because it really struck me and it, it made me feel like I could be reminded that everything's going to be okay. Even though it's like, my mind is like, no, it's not. This is insane. This is crazy. Look at all this crap. Look at all this crazy stuff. And I reminded my, I have to constantly remind myself that it is okay and that everything that is happening is supposed to happen and we can't try to make logic of why right it's like trying to make logic of why suffering happens or why bad things happen or why innocent people have horrible things come into their world or why children have to suffer it's a mind fuck to try to explain and pinpoint the logic behind it because 
we just chase our tail and it ends up in us this cycle of asking us to surrender, like give up trying to figure this out and you will figure it out. Right. It's like the biggest oxymoron ever. <laughs> so this is the, this, this, the message that came through. Yoga believes in transforming the individual before transforming the world. Whatever change we want to happen outside should happen within. If you walk in peace and express that peace in your very life, others will see you and learn something. And what this meant to me, I, I started to just visualize it in so many different scenarios. Like, where do we try to force things upon other people? Where do we try to put our opinions or our beliefs on other people? And by doing that, are we fully, fully being the thing that we're trying to put out there? And what I mean by that is think about a time where you were so frustrated with someone, <laughs> like they were, in your opinion, doing something that was wrong for the rest of the collective, the world, right? Somebody littered, somebody uh, did an act of violence upon someone. Someone spoke in a way that was terrible and, and hateful and mean, and you witnessed it. Noticing these times where we leap to judgment by going, how dare they? I cannot believe that that person would do that. What is wrong with them? Unbelievable. Can't even believe that someone would do that. And instead of leaping to this judgment, because what that does is it puts our body into a state of dis-ease, right? Now we are, uh, you know, we're lit up. We're not feeling well mentally, physically. And just follow me here because you might be like, well, that asshole shouldn't be doing that. Or these people are reckless and this is crazy. But what it's doing by reacting in that way is disrupting the peace that we have within our, within ourselves. And one of the first spiritual lessons that I ever learned was never be reactive, but always act appropriately to the situation. So it doesn't mean you can't be mad, but be consciously mad. It doesn't mean that you can't be sad, but be consciously sad. It doesn't mean that you can't be joyful, be consciously joyful. joyful. So this gives us the return of power to um, choose which thing we want to use in the moment. And what that does is creates a more connection with the present moment because when we're not in the present moment acting from that place we are reacting from subconscious programming and when we're reacting from subconscious programming oftentimes we're expending so much energy exerting ourselves to the outside world to other people and situations that we're not even able to do out those things to the maximum capacity within our own world Okay, so if you're spending time judging someone because they're talking so much and they're so loud and how dare they, you're a meditating person, you're a peaceful person, you're a person who practices yoga. Are you now 
not practicing yoga and not practicing meditation and not practicing being in your peace because you're spending your energy and time of judging someone for not doing it. If you're judging someone for, you know, anything, it's a great reflection back on yourself of asking yourself, well, where am I maybe doing that in my own life? Because things only appear in our lives in the outside world to remind us that we need to constantly check in and make sure we are doing those very things that we are expecting of others to the maximum expression of it. And when I read this, yoga believes in transforming the individual before transforming the world. When we start focusing so inwardly on the things that we do, the beliefs that we have, the values that we hold, and how we're moving through the world with those, they automatically start to amplify into the outside world. We start to see more random acts of kindness. We start to see more beauty unfolding. We start to see more love. And if we're seeing a lot of negativity in our outside world, which I know that there is a lot right now, what is that saying about us as individuals? What is that saying, you know, just without judging this comment, just thinking about it, taking it in, take what you want, leave the rest. What is that saying about how we are being in our own individual lives, in our own small circles, in our own communities? Are we actually actively doing the things that we expect of others to the fullest expression? Or are we spending so much time judging what other people are doing that we're compromising how much we could be amplifying within our own self? That's something I've been thinking about a lot. And when we are focused so much on the outside world and we do compromise our own inner world, we start to feel pain, stress, discomfort. And for me, it's been showing up as this horrible inflammation and and pain on my spine, which has been accumulating over years. And as I observe it, because at first, you know, you're like, it's a pain, right? It's something that happened to me. It's something that I acquired physically in this world because I got in a car accident, because I you know, got injured. Why is that still bothering me now? And I had this really amazing session with a shaman, healer, massage therapist. And she used this vibrational therapy to really go in deep. And she intuitively knew every single spot that I was hanging on to pain in my body. And as we were working on this spot that has been giving me pain and and suffering, suffering because I've attached so much emotion to it for so many years. She said, you called this in like, this is here for a reason. You called this in. You have to, to be ready to release it. And you have to declare that with your entire being that you're ready to let it go. And I don't know if you've ever been in some chronic pain, but it is very hard to declare that because 
you're so attached to it because it's been there for so long. Who am I without it? And she had me repeat this mantra while she's working very deeply on this space on my body. I'm willing to let this go. And when it's gone, I will be perfectly at peace. And I just kept repeating that over and over and over and over and over again. And it definitely did start to break up. I could feel relief afterwards. But this is the thing. This is the thing. How easily and how quickly we forget. It's another one of the teachings I learned from one of my teachers very early on on this path. How soon we forget. We experience a little bit of relief. We experience a little bit of peace. We experience a little bit of that thing that is so much better than the suffering we were in. And we forget about it. We forget about the suffering. And so (laughs) we slip back into our regular habits and it comes back. And this is all a part of that reprogramming our minds, reprogramming our subconscious, because we have to constantly stay in the center. We have to constantly be focusing inward to transform ourselves instead of, okay, I'm better now. Now I'm going to go fix the world. Okay. I feel better now. I'm going to go, you know, out there and do this work. No, all of the work has to stay within. And the more work that we do within and keep on meditating and keep on focusing inward and keep on connecting with our intuition and calling in so much peace and love and healing for ourselves, we're able to give so much more. We're able to amplify that energy out into the outside world. It it can't be done by going into a space and trying to fix it. It can't be done by entering into a relationship or a life with someone trying to fix them. It can't be opening a business and starting something and saying, I'm going to solve this problem. I'm going to fix this. You just keep working on yourself within and create offerings that extend outward that look in the form of physical offerings. But the second that we lose that inner attention of, of healing is the moment that we lose our impact on the world. Because how quickly we forget that the work is to be done inward and not outward. And it's easy with the outside world telling you exactly what you should be doing, how you should be doing it, when you should be doing it, how it needs to be done. And so we lose that connection inward and we start to follow the outside narrative. We start to follow this outside rule and it creates disease within our bodies because we are disconnected from the internal. I hope this is all making sense because I have my eyes closed and I'm just talking Because these thoughts and these things are hard to explain because they are not physical and tangible concepts. Spirituality is not physical. Spirituality is everything and it's nothing. It's, it cannot be summed up in words. That's why music and poetry and art make us feel a certain way. You can get goosebumps. You can be moved to tears Your energy can completely shift in your body because of the thing behind the thing behind the thing that the person who created it put into it, and that is their full self. 
They weren't going, I'm going to make this piece of art to change people's lives and make them cry. They looked inward and they said, where in my soul can I release some of this pain? Where within my being can I reveal the joyfulness that is going on within my inner peace? And that is what we feel when we experience these things. And that is how we make this impact on the world. That is it. Others will see you and learn something. Others will come to you into your space, into your podcast, into your course, into your business, into your offering, into your relationships, and they will be moved to do something for them because of what you have done within you. And that is what I know. (laughs) That is just what I know. And I know that every time I go to that place and I stay on my rituals and I stay more in my ceremony and I go into my practices, the second I stray from those, things in my physical world fall apart. The outside world looks bleak. Everything that is in my life feels hard. All of the relationships that I have find resistances. I find myself judging things. I find myself being depressed and I find myself anxious that I can't fix it. The second that I remember, because how easily and quickly we forget, the second that I remember to turn my attention back into my home, back into my space, back into my being, connect with my soul, everything shifts and changes. The world slows down. You can observe yourself moving through time and space. And it's so much more healing and peaceful. Now, some of the things that I use in my life, I mean, I I do a lot of things (laughs) because you might at this point, after 20 minutes of listening to me, just talk, what do I do? How do I go inward? How do I connect? How do I do these things? Like, because it's so distracting. That is going to be a personal preference. There are so many modalities. There are so many ways to return to yourself. There are so many paths. There is not one path. There is not just yoga asana. There is just not this one kind of meditation. There is not just this one kind of ecstatic dance. There is not just one kind of tarot reading or oracle card or shamanic practice. There's an abundance of options and choices for us to practice and choose. The things that work for me are meditation and practicing meditation in my waking life. That's what I know. That's what I've been been taught and not been taught like, here's instruction one, two, and three. It's instruction of returning back to myself, turning my attention, almost like I'm flipping my eyeballs back on myself and I'm looking at myself as if a mirror all day long, observing myself without judgment, asking myself questions throughout the day watching myself move, watching myself be, observing myself as I'm bringing something into the world, observing myself as I'm communicating. Am I pausing? Am I talking too much? Am I reacting? Is my body reacting? And staying in that state as much as possible. It's maybe impossible to do that 24-7, but that's the goal for me. Have I slipped away from 
consuming things that are beneficial for my body and have I slipped into something that's not? Without judging, okay, observe, is this where I want to stay right now? Okay, I'd like to stay here right now. Okay, no, I don't want to stay here right now. I realize this has been very unconscious and I'd like to shift back into this. Or I've been in this space, what have I learned? What can I pull from this? What what can I take away? I like to use oracle cards. I feel like those speak to me. Um, I do that in ceremony and, and specifically instead of doing it all the time. That's a, a practice that I go to whenever my intuition guides me there. I use music as a form of divine intervention. When I'm hearing music, I'm listening with my whole body. That recalibrates and shifts something in me. I use plants as medicine instead of plants as consumption and something to use. I'm using plants. I'm experiencing plants as a healing modality that are coming from the earth, that are coming from Mother Earth to nourish and heal. I create a relationship with plants. Um, One of my favorite things to do is to juice. I find that that consumption and that that medicine is so healing for me. I use color and shape and all these different things when I'm creating my juice. And as I'm drinking, reminding myself of what what this is healing. Where is this going? What is this doing for me? What is this gift? And these are things that we can return to, how we can return to ourselves, doing every single thing that we do with attention and focus. That's meditation, attention and focus. Focusing your attention on an intention. I am reading this book and absorbing the words. I am talking to this person and taking in their essence, not just hearing on the surface level. Okay, that's meditation to me. And the more we can go inward and connect with that space, the more that we're going to see blessings and things come peacefully to light in the outside world. And that is what I feel like we need right now. And that is why I do this work to share my experiences because the only thing I have is my lived experience. Like there's nothing else I can share with you except what I have learned and what I observe. Nature, getting out in nature, it is cold already here in Michigan and I'm making it a point to at least go outside once a day even if my face turns into leather because it's cold touching a tree touching the earth connecting let the sun just go all over your face look at the sky look at the stars watch the clouds move watch the trees sway watch the wind blow through the treetops These are all ways to connect back inward because you're outwardly observing what's inside of you. You are all of it. You are all that is. It's a reflection of you. It's a cue to remind you of who you are. Okay. So I would invite you to just ask yourself today after listening to this, Where have I abandoned myself? 
where have I poured so much of my attention and energy to the outside because I saw something wrong with it that I wanted to fix. And so I abandoned myself and I didn't give myself the attention that I needed knowing that that was what was going to help contribute to the rest of humanity. I'm not saying stop giving or stop doing, but first and number one has to be you and your relationship with yourself. And are you good with that place? So ask yourself that question and see what comes up and don't be so hard on yourself. Like I said, I do. I use intuition. I use intuition to guide me as to what do I need today? Where, what does my body need today? What does my mind need today? And sometimes it's consistency and sometimes it's strict schedule. I go through times where I sit down and say, I'm going to do this practice for 30 days and I'm going to commit to it. But does that mean I'm going to do that practice for the, exactly every single day, every single day of my life until I die? Probably not. And that's a tall order. So putting these kinds of stipulations and expectations on ourselves is also not healthy because it doesn't give us room for error and we're humans and we'll always make errors. So not being so hard on yourself and not taking on too much, just little by little, keep being more mindful in the moment. Keep listening to yourself in every moment. If that intuition hits this, pull a card right now, pull the card, see what kind of message is coming through that is trying to reach you. Open that book to page 11. What does that message say there? Maybe it seems obscure and like nothing, but maybe it's something. Maybe it's the exact thing you needed that moment. Call that person. Do that practice. Sign up for that class. See what happens when you listen to yourself and not everyone else. It'll change. It'll change the world. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, if you liked it, please share it on your Instagram stories. That's probably the best way for us to keep this thing circulating. I appreciate you being here. I respect you for giving your all to this life. It's sometimes not easy, and I know that. And I am so grateful that you're here to share this space with me. This podcast wouldn't exist without you, and I know that, and I honor you for spending your time with me. I'm so thankful. Um, I will see you next time on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We always have a new episode. Tuesdays are solos. Thursdays are a guest. And I will talk to you very soon, my loves. Mm-hmm.